This is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter. The answer lies in the heart of battle. And you're listening to the Happy Haven Hadouken! Hey guys, this is the Happy Haven. We're here this week with Frank Wack, and as always, the Happy Haven. The Happy Haven. I am Steps. The Happy with my Haven. lovely partner in crime. Hey, this is Gnarly Canary. What's up, guys? Oh, it's another day in the neighborhood. Gnarly Canary. Yeah, Gnarly Canary. That's his name. Gnarly yeah. Canary. Gnarly Canary. I'm sorry. You gotta I'm, speak up. I'm kind of weird. It's okay. I am Frank Wack. Yes, go to my YouTube right after you watch this podcast. Yeah, we'll have all selling out. We'll have all your links down right at there. the get go for the people that click out early. <laughs> www. Never mind. <laughs> all right. So this week we're going to be talking about Vision Con 2017. It's coming up this Friday in Branson, Missouri. Going to be fun. It is going to be a good time. Yeah, so that's why we... Branson, Missouri. Branson. Branson, Missouri. Where right after the con, we can go catch a show. Dinner and a show. Yep. How it's going to be. That's why we got Mr. Frank Wack with us today. He is a con coverage specialist. Oh. He goes to all the, the cons around and... Look at him ...to meet all the nice peoples. And oh, so, yeah, we'll be nice up there with people. him this weekend. The con goers. The con community, if you will. The community. The community. Right. I am a wonderful pun master sometimes. So, oh, he's bad as Matt Pat. Sometimes. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the guests they got coming. Yeah. Mr. Gnarly Canary, one of his favorites that's going to be at the show, is Mr. John Ship. He got this like southern accent thing going on. Why well, I say so? I say, uh, Mister Nolly Canary's favorite guy at the show is going to be a Mister John Ship. Yes, it is. Now I'm a I'm a Southern preacher now. <laughs> yeah, John Ship was um, the original Flash in the '90s, mm-hmm. and um, is currently on the CW's Flash as both Barry Allen's dad and the other speedster from a different Earth because they've gone into the multiverse, uh, known as Jay Garrick. You excited to maybe get to talk to him? I am more than excited to maybe get to talk to them. It would be pretty awesome. Yeah, because you, you like the original show back in the day. You watched that, and now you're watching The Flash now. Yep. Um, it's pretty cool to see them bring him back and pay homage to uh, the work he, he laid out before bringing a Flash to uh, the TV screen, and also to see um, them bring back Mark Hamill as the trickster yeah. What well, was pretty awesome. I think it's the closest thing to a live action uh, Joker character for Mark Hamill than we'll ever get to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's fun to see them both get brought back. So if we were able to talk to him, it would be epic. Yeah, was, for me, at least. What about you? Who's your favorite guy uh, coming, Frank? Uh, by far, uh, Mr. Steve Downs. I have, I have been born into gaming. I came... Uh, I came out with a controller in my hand, uh, Sega Genesis controller, for those of you guys born in 91, so 
That must have been horribly uncomfortable during delivery. Uh, I don't know. You have to ask mom about that. Tell her, tell the doctor got him. He found the cord. <laughs> I wanted to beat the level, but they wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me play Sonic anymore in there. Green so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Steve Downs is the voice of Master yes, Chief. He's the voice of Halo's Master Chief. Yes. In all the main series games, he doesn't play Master Chief in some of the. Uh, uh, like the animated movies that they have. Yeah. Yeah. It would be really interesting. It was my first venture into trying to play online games. I think that's the thing I remember Halo for the most was it was my first venture into playing online and you get rudely, rudely awakened once was, you get there. It was my first venture to like a first person shooter. I know there was like Doom and there was like a Return to Castle Wolfenstein and stuff like that. But I didn't really, I didn't really play those games. But Halo, I remember being a really good story. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm so old school with my gaming. So that's that's what I love about. I love to experience the stories, and I love the gameplay elements almost more than the online aspects. And then you know when it comes into fighting games, but whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. You uh, you play any of the Halo games? Yeah, I mean I've played through them all. Um... I didn't really get big on the Halo train as other gamers did. Um, I played them vicariously through other friends who had the consoles. I'd always gone with Sony consoles till this generation. I went with the one this generation. So, you know, those of us who missed out, they did release the uh, the Master Chief Collection, yeah. which was awesome because you get completely caught up on at least his story, the mainstay Halo games. Yeah. And then, of course, I had five and played through Guardians and... Mm-hmm. And enjoyed that, the watching him go up against Locke. It, it was a pretty decent story. Yeah, I, I do remember Halo 1, though, the first time I played it, just being like, holy crap, so this is what gaming can be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, of course, that iconic theme song, is you play that immediately. And, uh, you know, it's like the, uh, the scene in 28 Days Later when, when he walks in the church and he says hello. Mm-hmm. And all the infected turn around and look up at him on the balcony. Yeah. You, you play the opening riff to Halo, and uh, you get the same reaction from you can tell your gamers in a room. Absolutely. Then my favorite has to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it wrong. I'm gonna try hard. It's Brian Muir. Yeah, that's right. There we go. I got it. Muir. He is credited for designing the Dark Sith Lord himself, Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Played the Imperial March now. He he sculpted the original creation. Yes, yeah. Um, the design, the suit, that iconic look that we all know and love. Yeah, so I just to talk with him, and it's not just Darth Vader. He's worked on Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, Alien, uh, Gremlins. Yeah. Uh, basically, if you loved it, he probably had a hand in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just to talk to someone that had that much influence on the fandoms that we love. His IMDb page uh, is ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. I actually looked it up after you said you were you were going and he was going to be there. I was just like, I love doing that. And you get on IMDb and you love somebody for something. Yeah. And then you actually look and you're like, he was oh, the, they were way more to me than just what I thought. He worked with what? Yeah. yeah, you start looking through, and I've done it numerous times. Every convention. <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, you know, we talked to Kylo Bear just a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, I knew him mainly as the voice of Ryu, mm-hmm. and, of course, Gohan, mm-hmm. but then you go through the IMDb, he's got 300-something credits to yeah. his name, and he's you're going been, through all these video games like he's in, and it's like, good grief, I mean, you touched every part yeah, of my childhood. Captain Eisen and Bleach. Yeah. 
so many different things. Man, it was a great time. If you haven't heard that, you should go back and listen to it. We talked with him about numerous fun things. Insert a Shia LaBeouf here. Yes. Do it. Do it. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, Speaking of we are Shia? up on iTunes as of now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, in a couple of days, we should be up on Stitcher as well. Yeah, absolutely. We've got all you got to do is look up the uh, Happy Haven in iTunes podcast, and you will find it. And um, like the gnarly canary said, it will be up on uh, Stitcher too as well. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> you don't have to worry yeah, about finding the podcast; it just comes to you automatically. <laughs> we will find it. So, <clears throat> so with me being here in Atlanta, where where is VisionCon taking place? It is in Branson, Missouri. A far drive from yeah, Atlanta. It's, it's even yes, a, it is. It's a far it's drive, a far from, drive here. from us. Yeah, yeah. we're in. I'll Tulsa be there Oklahoma. in spirit with you guys. We'll yeah. put it that way. There you go. We'll Skype video call you and let you walk around the halls too for a little bit. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's in. It, I'm trying to find the exact. It's place. at the the Branson the Branson Convention Center, which is right next to their big uh, Hilton. Yeah. Okay. That's why it's a really about. big. Uh, it's a really cool area. There's a lot of food around. Um, I had a really great time last year, which awesome. I was really, really worried when I went last year because I have a bad history with Comic Cons, and they call themselves one, and I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm going to go because they handed me tickets, and I'm going to experience it because that's what I do, and I walked in with low expectations and got blown away, so. Yeah. Awesome. Now I'm walking in with high expectations, and hopefully they do it again. Actually, you know, it brings up an interesting point to me. Um, Jay, I don't know which conventions you've been to, if you've gone to any in your local area down there. Of course, you guys have Dragon Con. Yeah, uh, was it? Momo? Got Dragon Con, Momo Con, yeah. and yeah, so a really big, big Toy Con once a year, too. Yeah, I don't know what your experience is, but living here in Tulsa, we get a spattering of this and that. But we have Tokyo and Tulsa, which is... That's our big one. That's our big one. It's a big anime convention growing exponentially every year. It's hitting about 10,000 this year. Yeah, they're doing great. And I'm not even that into anime, but I love it. I love going just to feel... It's, all, it's about community. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And then we have Wizard World that comes in. Which is Oh, nice, yeah. Wizard World... They're moving to Oklahoma City this year. Yeah, they're, they're leaving Tulsa this year and going to Oklahoma City. Just not that far, but it's no big deal. But the the feel is completely different um, between some of the Comic Cons, and it's nice to know that Vision Con is more open, yeah. not his. It feels like Wizard World and a lot of the cons like to go more money, which I mean they do it to pull in the big stars, and people want to meet these stars. Yeah. And I get, I get oh yeah, I they get the reasoning they do. Yeah, I tend to like the smaller ones and the more open ones. I don't want it to sound as bad as it's going to come out, but it almost feels like they're nickel and diving you. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, $60 to get into the door, you know, yeah. $10 to even look the guest direction. Yeah. You know, wait in line $30 for hours, to say hi to the guest. Wait in line for five hours, pay $30 to say hi to them, $80 that, if you breathe on them. A lot of this comes <laughs> down to, to politics. I mean, they've got to pay these agents. they got to pay the manager. Right. They're guaranteed a certain amount of signatures and stuff like that it's it's ridiculous the contracts it takes to get these big stars like wizard world when it came last year norman reedus was here <laughs> so we had him and we had lou ferrigno uh bruce campbell yeah it's a bunch of guys ruby yeah but it was impossible to get to any of them 
um, whether it be for interviews for stuff like what we do, or whether it was just yeah, to see this. Their whole con is planned out. Yeah. Well, I mean, Atlanta, I mean, we have we have Dragon Con, Momocon, Walker Stalker, Heroes and Villains, and then, of course, there's your smaller cons that go on the way cons used to be, where it was just, you know, a smaller gallery, gathering of people with like-minded interests, and it, it's mostly, in the smaller cons, what I like is it's mostly the actual content creators, artists, authors, and not so much the, the celebrities, where you actually get more time to interact with the people who created it and not just pay exorbitant amount of money to have a 30 second interaction with somebody who's a part of it in one form of media or or another. Um, But, you know, being in Atlanta, I I live in the walking dead universe. It's a 45 minute to an hour drive. So if I want to go deal with walking dead stuff, I drive to a, a, a town called Sonoya, Georgia. And, um, Alexandria is the first thing you see getting off the highway. There's no way to hide it. It's a beautiful subdivision, completely surrounded by an extremely ugly corrugated metal wall with all the watchtowers and the gates. And then uh, you get on the other side of the train tracks from that into town, and you are in Woodbury. Um, The town of Sonoya was used as Woodbury. Every building has some significance in an episode. And 10 miles up there is Herschel's Farm, which is a real existing farm. Uh, five miles from there is the is the quarry where they went after the farm fell. Ten miles in the other direction is the soundstage where the prison was built and was open to the public until graffiti artists came in and ruined that for everybody. Mm-hmm. And basically that whole 20-mile area around Sonoy is all seven seasons worth of the Walking Dead universe. So Walker Stalker comes yeah. and it's really expensive. And I'm like, I'll just grab the kids. We'll take an hour drive, go get some really good barbecue in Greg Nicotero and Norman Reedus' restaurant in town, and actually go walk around all the Walking Dead stuff. So, yeah. But yeah, some some of the cons have uh, have gotten, um, I call it the, the Microsoft business plan, which is everything is great and everything makes you happy, but everything is a microtransaction that ends up costing you a lot more mm-hmm. where you have to weigh cost versus inherent value so you know but that's the business it is the business you know it is a business for a reason and they i mean i like going to the comic-con still i like staying in the vendor halls in the art yeah art almost definitely artist alleys there we go you can do it i believe you because <laughs> you get to see all this art that people create on their own to bring to these and yeah some of them are t-shirt companies and it's just big you know, corporate people coming in, that's fine. But to see the little artists, and this art is amazing, some of the stuff these people do. Oh, yeah, most great. definitely. It's awesome getting to see all of it. Try my best to support them when I'm there and, you know, buy something. I try to buy yeah. a piece of this. I use, I use like, a mural of art as my backdrop for my YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And so I try to buy a new piece of art every con I go to. Yeah. yeah. It totally makes sense, yeah. I mean, you know... Supporting supporting the indie guys is actually, to me, more important than paying the exorbitant amount of money to meet a, a celebrity for 30 seconds. If you can, you know, you, you see those lines where you, people go to a con, they, they buy the all-day all pass for all three days, and they get to see maybe six things out of three days' worth of their time because they stood in line for all the big mainstream stuff, yeah. and there's whole swaths of talent and beautiful things out there 
that you know you're you're better you're better worth spending your time with. I, and that's what I've noticed is Dragon Con's gotten bigger and bigger every year. Um, yeah. Like I said before, I even lived in Georgia when my when my wife was a kid because she she grew up here. Um, Dragon Con was actually up the street from our house in Norcross. It wasn't in Atlanta yet. Um, there was a big Marriott hotel before you got to Atlanta and they had it all in one building there. And it was so informal that as a kid, she went and actually met Peter Davidson, an actual doctor from Doctor Who, sitting outside at a picnic table and actually got to meet Peter Davidson just because he was sitting outside. That's how informal it used to be. Now it's downtown across, I think, three or four different hotels. So you've got to travel in the city just to get from exhibit to exhibit. Yeah, You know, I mean, it, it, it's gotten kind of crazy. And one of the cool things is, speaking of that, at this, at Vision Con, you know, we named, of course, uh, uh, Brian Muir, John Ship, and uh, Master Chief, but there are eight. John Ship. Master Chief. Yeah. John Ship. Brian Muir. Muir. John Cowell. Wesley Ship. He's Master Chief. You can't <laughs> take him from me. His name, is, his name is even John in the games, right? That's true. <laughs> he's not Master Chief, he's Steve Downs. I'm really excited, okay? <laughs> Back to my point. Sorry. Was <laughs> that, um, you know, all the, they've got a bunch of artists and authors coming that are, that are more local right. to, to the Branson and Missouri this area mm-hmm. it's gonna be really cool to get to walk around talk to them see their books and their art uh, i remember the art last year was amazing yeah and I, I bet i was dead broke last year so i didn't get to buy any last year yeah and i'm dead broke this year too so i'll be i'll be bumming money from dad <laughs> hopefully yeah it's it's always interesting to get to talk to the smaller guests that they have because yeah their work is usually phenomenal it's very rare that i get to sit and talk with somebody and it's not a great story or it's not you know great art and you just get to build a small community and you get to meet these people and know them and it's not always about the numbers and we were just talking about that earlier jay you know it's not always about how many followers you have or all that stuff it's just sometimes it's just cool to sit down and talk you know right exactly i mean you know, I'm. You know, I. You and I are just starting out, and mm-hmm. and you know, people could say, oh, well, you know, you, you reach out to people, and and one of the first things a lot of the bigger outlets will ask is, well, how big are your numbers? And you know, I, I don't really care about that. It's yeah. how many people's days did we brighten up today talking about yeah. something that they loved? You know, I mean, yeah. if you're going to build a community, the community isn't about how many people live in your community it's how effective and productive the people who are in your community are you know it's about the quality over the quantity right exactly you could have a hundred thousand people and they all spout the same line or they don't they don't try as hard or they don't do as good a work or you could have a hundred people who are talented loyal and productive and they get much more done and much more meaningful work out there than, you know, the factory sized, homogenized, sterile, same message branded on the same thing over and over again crowd. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's gonna be a really, really good time. I hope if you guys are out there and you're close enough that you can come meet with us 
have some fun. Yeah. We'll have a great old time. Yes, sir. Like I said, I'll be there in spirit from Atlanta. Yeah. I definitely hope to get in on some of those interviews with you while, while I can, yeah. if I'm so. available. I know Sunday, I'll definitely, if you can get Mr. John Wesley Ship, I, I will make that happen for me to be on there as well. I'm going to see what I can do for you. <laughs> That's awesome sauce. But yeah, so the, uh, one of the biggest excitements to me is seeing all the cosplay that shows up. Oh, yeah. The costumes, no matter how small or how big, are so fun just to see all the different fandoms. Because this is technically, quote-unquote, a Comic-Con. Yeah. But <laughs> there I will be... did a video about this. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a link down to that down there, too. It was a good video. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. You can show up and be, you know, X Men, or you can show up and be Doctor Who. Yeah. You got anime characters, and it's so awesome to see all the fandoms just kind of intertwine. To put it plainly, it's about it's about celebrating your fandom, and it doesn't have to be a comic fandom at a comic con. That's that's the more that's the point. It's it's about celebrating what you love and no one else's. Exactly. I mean, that's why we named the podcast what it is. You notice it's not aimed at any specific point of pop culture. It's called the Happy Haven because it's a haven to all. Yeah, you know. I'm actually curious about that. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what it is. That's why we're viewer in spirit. <laughs> I was kind of curious. Yeah. I mean, Happy Haven because you know you you, you get out on the internet and, and you get out in in comic book stores and in conventions and you see people get toxic with each other over over each other's fandoms or interfighting in their own fandoms. And we wanted to create a place where, yeah, I mean, we wanted to create a positive place where trolling isn't allowed, where it's not fandom versus fandom or one means more than the other. I like this. So this means more to me and your thing is stupid. It's called the happy Haven. Cause it's, it's where we can all come together and celebrate the things that make us happy. And not everybody is made happy by the same things, you know? So it, it, it's like a, a neutral zone with a big smiley face over it for everybody who's into something nerdy or pop culture or fandomy to come in and feel it. welcome, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's just a place where we aim to make the world a happier place. You know, you One nerd down. at a time. Exactly. One nerd at a time. That's all that matters. If you listen to this and you leave happier, that's the point. It's a place where you can get away from the negativity, the fighting, all that stuff. Because I love social media, but, I mean, we all know it. it sometimes it can be just, all right, I just got to turn off my phone and walk away. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to this. Most of the internet is the forbidden zone in a Mad Max movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's very true. But, you know, this was just aimed to be something a little happier, you know. Um, it doesn't mean everything we always talk about will be the happiest subjects, but it doesn't mean that we're going to fight about it either. Um, and now, the death of childhood pets. What? <laughs> no! <laughs> what did we just Here say? on the Happy Haven, I'm sure there's a fandom for that. Why'd you have to break up Gizmo? Gizmo, bye bye. Yeah, exactly. Oh, now I'm sad. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. But no, so um, so that's next weekend for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be there Friday at like noon, one o'clock, and we'll be yeah. there all weekend. I have I have two panels yeah. from three thirty to six. Are we gonna? Are you gonna? Oh wow! Yeah. 
Uh, no. Uh, I like to I like to keep my panels private, quote unquote. Um, because I do a lot of YouTube videos, and I feel like if I put up my panels on my YouTube channel, then what's the point of you coming to the con? Well, there's a lot more to experience at the con, but it's a it's kind of like an exclusive thing. Yeah. If you came to the con, right? I got you. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I understand. Um, so, um, for us on our side, for um, you know, the building a better nerd blog and. And the site, are you going to be doing any video stuff or yeah, other some, other than the interviews? we got some things I wanted to, you know, we'll hash them out this week. Me and you, we'll figure out exactly how we want to aim it. But we will be doing videos. Um, cool. Make sure and check the blog every day, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. We'll have a recap of the day, the things we saw. That's cool. And we'll be doing a lot of stuff like that. But there will be plenty of content between our Facebook and our website. Yep. The YouTube videos may take a little longer to get up because that's some editing madness. But. Yeah. But, uh, there's a panel on that. Yeah, that's 445 in panel room 4. He is a shameless player. <laughs> I've been on YouTube for two years. You learn how to do this as shamelessly as humanly possible. Shameless yeah. shill time. Yeah. yeah. You can come. Hey, man, you should look. Frack. You've seen my Twitter. Hi, my name is Frack. I can't no, talk My name's today. Frank. It's Frack. Frank Whack. Frack is a clever way to swear in the Battlestar Galactica universe. Sorry. My girlfriend likes to call it Frank Wank. I hate it so much. She does it to piss me off, and she knows it does every time. So, Al. (laughs) Now I'm Frack Wank. Thank you. (laughs) God, I hope my girlfriend doesn't watch this. Hi. Or at least cuts it off before this part. I don't. I can do that. I wanted to listen to the whole thing. No, he just said he was going to cut that out. Thank you. You're my new favorite. Oh, that didn't take much. (laughs) That was easy. Hooray, fickleness. But uh, Ezio costume out and. Or not, it's, it's Altair's robe. It's the Altair costume. Well, when I have reason to wear it, and not, you know, I, I definitely will if I ever get to a, um, a con here this year and I can finish up all the other pieces I need, I will definitely get that out to everybody to see. Um, I do have the coat, though. I have the full Altair coat That's with awesome. the hood, and it is awesome. I love it. My wife would hate it if but, I But um, also, Eddie, anything else? Uh, Good work. In other news this week, I did go see John Wick 2. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it to uh, anybody who likes, you know, anything that has to do with movies. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's better than the first one, which some sequels struggle to attain, and this one did pretty effortlessly. <laughs> the Matrix. Um, <clears throat> Uh, speaking of which, it was pretty cool to see Neo and Morpheus have scenes together again. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say this movie is definitely better than the second and third in the Matrix movies. Um, the first one's kind of untouchable, but it comes pretty close. Uh, you know, somebody asked me to describe it in the John Wick movie franchise. I describe it as the best video games you'll never get to play. Um, the story plays out just like a video game. Um, the whole under underlying secret society that never gets over-explained of all these different mm-hmm. assassins that have been operating for God knows how long. 
they, they build this lore that they don't oversaturate you with and don't ruin it by giving you all the answers. And then, of course, the gunplay, which if you've ever gone on YouTube and looked up the Keanu Rage, Keanu uh, Reeves on the gun range videos, uh-huh. holy cow, is he the real deal. Yeah, he's... And to see it play out in the movies and you realize that they're not cutting, it's not CG, and it's him doing all the stunts. Yeah. Yeah, the movies are amazing. Did he learn to shoot for the movie, or was he just was he already a a good uh, shot beforehand? I'm not sure, but what we'll is put it this way: I know, I know when the Matrix was done, uh, the first Matrix, they did some stuff with that where he actually did learn the martial arts he used. Uh-huh. So that was him fighting in the Matrix, and then of course in John Wick, it's a lot of hand to hand combat and then a lot of gunplay, and it's all him. So. Nice. Whatever it is, I know I wouldn't pick a fight with him in real life. Yeah, no. <laughs> so you posted it on the Facebook. On the way into John Wick 2, you saw the big cardboard cutout for Logan. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited for that movie. Was there another trailer with John Wick, or was, it the, was there one that we had already seen? No. Uh, John Wick, at least in my movie theater... Uh, the theater we went to, there wasn't a Logan trailer for John Wick. There was a Power Rangers one, though, which was kind of funny. Because the other trailers had the red... Well, it had the red preview screen, so it was all red band trailers. And then the last trailer was the Power Rangers. And the trailer looks pretty awesome. I have to admit, for how much I made fun of Power Rangers when I was a teenager, this reboot movie... If this was the first time you saw Power Rangers, I think it would have about as much buzz as any... DC or Marvel movie. If you didn't have 20 years of, of the cheesy oh, yeah. the cheesy TV show, hey, which, look, I know hey, people love, I love hating the cheesy on Power TV Rangers. Show. Right. But I think if this was like a brand new franchise emerging for the first time with, with what they're doing with this, I think people would be as excited for this as they are for any Marvel movie or DC movie. I just wish that Jason David Frank would be in the movie somewhere. He There's rumors. There better be. I, no, I oh, so. there, there's rumors. Like strong in, rumors. Yeah, he's been in Power Rangers since nearly the beginning of it. And just exactly. Him, and it's like, man, just he's got to be in that movie. Even if it's just a cameo, you've yeah. you got to have him in there. In passing. Yeah. Says one thing. Or, they, you know, he talks about, you know, Zordon in the trailer talks about how, you know, Power Rangers have existed before. Yeah. And what if you show him in the, give him a new looking suit like they have, but show him as maybe a green ranger of yesteryear. Yeah. The green or white that would be a kind of awesome, awesome nod to him. That would be really cool. It, it would be cool. I, I'm trying to not let my love of the old school cheesy, campy Power Rangers ruin it because it does look cool. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the Iron Man suits that they're putting on them, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, hey, cool. you know what? At least it's on the Power Rangers and not on, you know, it, it at least fits for them, unlike yeah. Ezra Miller's Flash, who basically yeah, looks I, like a Power Ranger. I don't get the Flash's suit in the new one. I don't, I don't like either. A lot of people are saying it's the Injustice suit, and they're trying yeah. to, you know, they're 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 trying to find the justification for it. But um, I don't know. Speaking of DC news, oh lord, so. If we ever do get a Batman movie, we're still It'll not sure happen. who's going to direct it. Matt Reeves was in talks after Affleck, and as of this weekend, he's dropped out of the running. 
there are rumors now that Affleck's wanting out of the Batman role. I'd be okay with that. DC I would break. <laughs> we can argue about it all day. But then Affleck is the second best Batman ever. To Adam West, right? No. <laughs> I have to agree with that statement. Sorry, but uh, I'm an '80s kid. Michael Keaton was uh, was my first Batman, and Christian Bale was uh, a great second. Uh, after watching that Justice League trailer where Bruce Wayne's talking to uh, Aquaman, I just he kind of lost me that whole. So I hear you talk to fish. I was like, that that that's not what Batman would do. But, you know, hey, if we can't have Kevin Conroy, who is, in my heart of hearts, my Batman, then, uh, you know, we'll see who they come up with. But Kevin Conroy will be my actual Batman. He's the voice I hear when I read Batman books. He was the Batman of my childhood. Um, He's the Batman of the Arkhamverse. So, you know. I'm I'm looking it up right now. There's a guy... I don't know if you've watched the Bat in the Sun videos. Yes. The I love those where they put... Yep. The guy that plays Batman in theirs is yeah. amazing. And I'm trying to find his name real quick. Nope, that's not it. I'm going to have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> no. I, I Look, I, I've got it down I can't find his name, but anyway, he does a great Batman and Bruce Wayne on the show. It's, yeah. It's really, really cool. I'd love to see him get a shot at doing it. They should have done what Marvel did, and you get a bunch of actors that nobody thinks can do it. You don't pull in these big star names. Now, granted, I know they got Robert Downey Jr., but he wasn't... Yeah. He's not bad. The, the, the studio almost didn't ensure him to be it. He was... Kind of still persona non grata in Hollywood at the time. Mm-hmm. John Favreau really had to petition hard for them to give him that role. Yeah, and then Chris Evans, you know, everybody kind of giggled at that because he was see, already Johnny. See, synopsis with, with Captain America now, but you look back yeah. when he first came out, you're like, yeah. the Human Torch? But now, looking at him as Cap, it's like, I don't know who else you put in that role. Yeah, he was perfect. And, then, and you know what's funny with Chris Evans is he's probably one of the most comic booky comic book actors, yeah. you know, out there. I mean, you've got uh, his character in Scott Pilgrim, yeah, great underground comic by Oni Press. Actually, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that was improvised. Then you've got uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, Snowpiercer. Um, Captain America, Fantastic Four. And I think there's another one. I think he's got like five characters that were in five different uh, comic books. So yeah, I knew those four. I can't think of another one. Push. Oh yeah, maybe. Push. Yeah, that's right. If DC could stop yeah. shooting itself in the foot and look at what Marvel did, which was create a a movie house that gets to work independently. Yeah. Um. With the licenses. Exactly. Because there's no reason. There's no reason that DC should be losing in a movie war based on what they're losing from. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, Marvel I mean, was like, "Hey, you bought everything else. We got a talking raccoon and tree. You want to give that a shot?" <laughs> and That's what I mean. Oh, we're gonna hire Vin Diesel to play the tree. Yeah. He's gonna say three words the whole movie. Yeah. He's gonna do phenomenally. Exactly. Yeah. Like DC didn't have to sell off half its licenses. It has its full stable. Yeah. There's no the reason their universe should be this rocky. They didn't have to go to their B, C, and D teams like Marvel did. If you can't get Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman going strong, something, so, something's wrong. Then nobody's going to care when you finally get around to Booster Gold. Yeah. And please. the best DC superhero of all time? Please, DC, if you're listening to this show, when it comes to Booster Gold, there's only one name, Nathan Fillion, as Booster Gold. Please and thank you. <laughs> so if if DC were to pull out a B team to try to sway some of the fanboys back, who do you think they should go with? Teen Titans and make it comic accurate, not that nightmare that Cartoon Network shills out every weekend. Oh, that Teen Titans You mean go? Teen Titans Go? Teen Titans No. You're right. That one's terrible. The original animation The original was cartoon was great, where they had Slade, you had Deathstroke as the bad guy. Uh-huh. That was that was greatness. But if you did if you did a good content appropriate to the book, Teen Titans, I think that would be a good B team. Because I mean, there's other teams out there, but if you want kind of like what they did with Suicide Squad, with well, we'll pick people that they know that maybe haven't been front and center in a movie, and we'll make a movie with them. Yeah. Teen Titans would be awesome because you have, you know, you could have your Dick Grayson Nightwing, mm-hmm. um, Cyborg in the appropriate franchise. Sorry, <laughs> Justice League. Um, he's not part of the original seven and you still don't have seven. So stop saying unite the seven, but I digress. Um, you've got six and one of them doesn't belong. Yeah. You got six. One of them doesn't belong. And one's dead when the movie starts. Way to go. Um, (laughs) find, you know, or, (laughs) or, I mean, or the, you know, um, the, 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 the nerd community just went crazy with the announcement of Young Justice Season 3. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe do a Young Justice movie. I would love a Young Justice movie. Oh, my gosh. It would be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, they've got teams they could do. Um, but the problem is... is off Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman because they have annihilated and people are so irritated. That's fair. Do something else. Do something new. Right. There are and, other... um, there are other good people to use. And 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 can we get a John Stewart Green Lantern this time? Yeah, that would be good. They're doing Please. the whole Green Lantern core. I don't know how this is going to go. It'll either you be can't... great or terrible. I... And the only way I can see a Green Lantern core movie working is if they try to rip off Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And anything done with the Lantern cores is going to be seen by some as a ripoff of Guardians of the Galaxy. A bunch of weird creatures all thrust together on one team fighting, you know, for the fate of galaxies and and solar systems is going to be a... It's going to be a comparison, like a de facto comparison. Just about to say that. What is it? It's a hard sell. It is. for sure. But I'm sure Guardians was a hard sell when it was first pitched, too. Yeah. Yeah, like... 
what do we do? Uh, we got this one team. It's got a giant guy, uh, a half human, half alien, a rodent, and a tree. And um, it's going to be a. We're going to need a lot of money to make it. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Okay. And then the funniest thing is, like, the the, both, the biggest thing I was worried about with Guardians was Dave Batista. Yeah. Um, He's my favorite part. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he knocked it right out of the park. But when they cast him, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Dave Dave's not a great actor. Yeah. He kills it. Th- those he under did. Those under his breath jokes yeah. peppered yeah. throughout that first movie just made him my – and the stuff they've got for him in the trailer for this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is yeah, he he ended up being my favorite part of those movies. My favorite is when we we're sitting here talking about Marvel versus DC, the movies, just the movies. The every time DC casts someone, I have to sit back and go, I don't know. <laughs> Even as good as it may sound, you know, like uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Yeah, I was like, that could work, maybe. You watch the movie and it's not bad. It's it's okay. I don't it's like good. what they did with the angle. Can I get my Harley? Can we get the Paul Dini Harley? <laughs> you can try. Can we can we get away from the two dollar crack hoe Harley for once <laughs> and go to the real Harley Quinn? Yeah, he's smart, acrobatic, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Not the watch me lick prison bars and then in the next scene lick my handgun, then in the next scene lick the baseball bat. I don't remember Harley Quinn licking things on Batman the Animated Series where she was actually born. She didn't lick anything. And, and she wore a full set of clothing and, and didn't look like, you know, crack or Barbie. Yeah, but then Marvel can turn around in the same breath and cast Dave Batista. And I, I sit back and went, I trust him. <laughs> it's gonna be At good. this point, you kind of have to. I mean, yeah. Yeah. they're like Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man and now. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, Third Spider-Man, and then Civil War came out. And he Jesus kills it. Christ. Okay. He killed it. Every time, every time they cast somebody, I think they live for the moment that everybody goes, what are you doing? Yeah. And they're like, have you not figured it out that we've got this? <laughs> We know what but, we're doing. But, I mean, on this show, you know, we do welcome DC and Marvel. No, no, but, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You but, but we, we are allowed our personal opinions, and that's why we're airing them here. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, DC still has a chance at redemption. Um, I think you get some of the executives making decisions for the movie side out. Maybe ones that are far too embedded in Warner Brothers and not so much care about the comic properties as they do the profits for the movies um, like Marvel handed it over to Kevin Feige and was like, we're going to let this be your baby for, for good or bad. And then look what it's done, you know, and, and Marvel, the comics are the opposite to me right now. DC's doing better in their comics. At least the stories are good. And Marvel right now is getting ready to have to rebrand and redo everything because they've got too many titles that nobody wants to read. Exactly. When you have to nuke your universe every six months, um, maybe stop messing with stuff so much. We don't need 18 versions of the Avengers. But just like we don't need 18 versions of Justice League. I was in uh, my local comic store, Titan Comics, the other day. And, um, yeah, there's like eight versions of Batman. So you, you, you take a new reader in, 
or you know somebody just getting into comics and you put them in a comic book store and they're going to be like I bought Justice League well which Justice League I don't know there's more than one kind yeah, <laughs> yeah like they, it, it looks intimidating if, if you don't know comics and you walk into a comic store and you look at the wall I think that's why um, companies like uh, Top Cow IDW and Image they put up super quality books but I think it's easier for new readers to get more into those labels because it's a lot of um, it's one story books you know you, you go to Image and it's there's only one Walking Dead. There's only one Killer Be Killed. There's only one, you know, of, of each line. Same thing with IDW. Same thing with Top Cow and Dark Horse and a lot of the other smaller publishers. Um, I think maybe Marvel and DC on the comic side, because they're both doing it, maybe need to take a look at some of the smaller publishers and wonder why they're doing just as well as them, if not better, in some book sales. You know? I feel the same way at Walmart standing in the toilet paper aisle <laughs> as I do at the comic book store looking at the wall and I'm like what's the difference they're all the same you've got eight different Batman books there's like eight billion different Spider-Man titles and I love Spider-Man I don't know what toilet paper you've been using but there's definitely differences in toilet paper hey man I'm not saying go buy the single ply stuff from the Dollar Tree okay <laughs> you've got to stay on one end of that aisle but once you get to that end everything's the same <laughs> Because, you know, there's some where it feels like you're getting tickled by a unicorn feather. And then there's others where you feel like a lumberjack held you down and belt I was wondering how you were going to PG that one. Unicorns don't have feathers. That's fair. They do when they're a Pegasus. Okay, that's a Pegasus feather. Okay, well, okay, good. So there are some brands that feel like a Pegasus feather. And then there are others that feel like you just got manhandled by a lumberjack with a belt sander. Yes, yes, you're not wrong. Thank you for the imagery. America thanks you. The world, the internet thanks you. They will thank me if we could ever get that animated. Like, hmm, I've done defecating. And then just show a lumberjack burst into the room (laughs) with a belt sander and a hockey mask. Time to clean you up, sonny. Oh, God. (laughs) As much as it pains me to end it there, we are out of time for this week, guys. Oh, man. It's been fun talking with you frank thank you it's uh, good to have you on hope to be on more often yeah and we'll see you at vision con and yeah, you will see five you short days okay. will you guys enjoy like i said i'll be there in spirit and uh I'll, I'll interact with you guys as i can with the stuff out there if not um look forward to all the stuff that you can uh that you can take out of there and let us see for those of us who don't get to go oh yeah we'll have plenty of stuff it'll be the next best best thing to being there We'll make sure you guys get to see as much as we can possibly pump out between our channel and Frank. There'll be enough content to uh, to satisfy. But if you can be there, be there. Or be square. <laughs> yeah, there's Man, it's hip to be square. <laughs> You're right. Well, at least that's what square. Huey Lewis said a long time ago. I was square before square was cool. <laughs> I'm the hipster square. Hipster yeah. squares. Okay, so uh, we do have a Facebook up now, uh, Building a Better Nerd. Uh, We have the blog, Building a Better Nerd. Uh, We have the podcast, Happy Haven. So we are growing, and, uh, you know, 
everything's got uh, regular content getting updated to it for you guys. Um, definitely send comments and suggestions. Uh, anything you want us to cover, maybe something you don't think we're giving enough attention to that we could uh, certainly try to accommodate for you. And uh, make sure to click like and subscribe on all of it and let this community keep growing. Uh, it's been pretty awesome to see everybody coalesce and come around. We do have uh, guests coming on further down the line, so you got to stay in the know so you can stay tuned for when your, uh, your favorite comes on to hang out with us for a little while. Oh, yeah. We'll have all those links down in the description below. You can click there. You can find it in the information on the podcast tab in your iTunes. I'm just waiting for my turn to sell out. It's fine. <laughs> oh, most All definitely, right. dude. Uh, anything. Right, yeah, I was going to get ours done, um, and then you can, uh, you can plug yeah. away. <laughs> you can find me on YouTube at uh, www.youtube.com forward slash Frank Wack. That's W-A-K because I can't spell. Productions. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the dude, spelled D-O-O-D, Frank Wack. And we'll put some of those links down in the uh, description, too, so you guys can find those. I'm uh, I'm more active on Facebook than anything, but I am active everywhere. And, you know, guys? Awesome. Been the Happy Haven. Happy Haven. As always, I am Steps. And I am Gnarly Canary. And we will see you guys next week. Yes, sirs. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.